Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. We are back. We <laughs> kind of took last week off. We decided to drop an episode about Florida State getting absolutely wrongfully snubbed for the playoff. And then we said, peace out. We're done. But that was always our plan, actually, just to get a little, little rest here on the pod. And last week, Mac, we, we said our thoughts, right? We said what we had to say. It was just people yelling at each other all week. And I get it. Florida State fans still mad and should be mad. But I'm kind of glad we just did the one pod and said, okay. We we did a little little yelling on Twitter, but you know, that was that was our plan. <laughs> you know, we, we just had to um had to take a little rest. Had to yeah. take a little rest yeah. because it's exhausting to uh you know, see what happened to those poor uh you know, men and women involved with that team, the kids, uh the kids. All that stuff. I mean, it was hard. It was hard. Like, what else do you want to talk about? Yeah, um, yeah, and you know yeah. what your reward is? Florida State game day is going to your first game next year. I know you're excited about Good it. Good luck, I'm game day. Uh, that'll actually be a very interesting scene um, to, to see. Number one, how many, like, FSU and Georgia Tech fans are there, period. And then number two, what does that look like? Is it a scene? Like, can they not show the signs that are behind them? Is that is that what's going to happen? Uh, or is it like a boycott? Is no one go? I mean, Matt, it's going to be fascinating to see. There are Florida State fans that are so mad that they will book a flight to Ireland just to go to game day and hold oh, up yeah. a very mean sign. Like they weren't, For sure. they weren't planning to go to Ireland, but now they're like, you know what? We're going to Ireland. We're in. We're, We're going in. to Ireland for this game. <laughs> I've been tagged That's by happening. many of those people. Uh, so I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen. It's just going to be interesting to see how many. The really interesting question is, will the huddle be there? That's what I I was going to ask know. you that too. Because those same Florida State fans have also said, we don't want these people. We want mm. our friends, the huddle. So, you know, give the people what they want. And, you know, KG, maybe Gramlick and McLean makes an appearance. That's the knows? better question. I'll That's talk to uh, our boss and see if he can fly us out there. See if Should Gramlick and McLean be in Ireland? You know, we tried... <laughs> To but very unsuccessfully tried to go to Paris for South Carolina Notre Dame at ACC Network. Um, Coach McGraw did go, but let's just say Coach McGraw found her own way there. You know, follow uh, the money. Those follow abilities. the money. That's all. Back you know. before, so this is what we're doing this week. By the way, Monday and Wednesday we are going to do initial thoughts on these bowl games, and we've split them up. So today we've got a few teams, and then Wednesday we'll do the rest of the teams. Today, it's also in the in the description, so you shouldn't be shocked if you're listening. But today we're talking about Florida State's bowl game, NC State, Virginia Tech, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Boston College and Miami. I said Rutgers. Did you throw, <laughs> did you throw Rutgers in the ACC? When you said it, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to list opponents, and then none of the other ones were mentioned. I was like, okay. I'm in Miami. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Jake the Snake, our researcher at yes. ESPN. He, he's a big Rutgers guy, so he's very happy uh, that they're in this episode. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Mac, who, we don't know who's in these leagues anymore. Rutgers True. could very well be in the ACC. Good we have change. no idea. Oh, Good my change. God. Uh, let me ask you this. Do we, do we start claiming – SMU and Cal in this postseason, like the regular season's over. They're in. Should we talk about we Cal's got ACC bowl game? on ACC crime? <laughs> we do. SMU BC. 
I think that game's actually pretty interesting, SMU BC. <laughs> I don't think and, it's interesting uh, for Boston College. We'll talk about it though. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We're gonna Only get to up. that one in this episode. But first, Mac, before we get to those games, Miami, not Rutgers. Uh, this show is brought to you by our great friends over at Ingles. And you're gonna be hearing this from us all throughout this week and next week as we head into Christmas. Ingles has done an amazing thing. They are partnering with us in more ways than one, not just on our show but in some charitable efforts this holiday season. So Mac, this was kind of part of it was your idea that asking Ingles to be involved, which was awesome. So tell people what, how involved they are. How about that? Yeah, it's been really cool, KG, number one, just to, to work with a partner that is so just invested in their community, not only by the products that they supply and, and not only going through the very strenuous you know, things, okay, that it has to meet this checklist for the produce. It has to meet this you know, level of, of whatever to, to be in the meat section as to all these different things and, and things that they have for the, the local communities that they serve, but they're also financially invested. And there's a lot other examples. You guys can look this up. Oh yeah. Uh, our friend Mel over there does a great job of, of kind of sharing that and what Ingles is doing. But with us, uh, they have matched us to, to put up some money uh, to directly help folks in the upstate. And that's very important to KG and I obviously spent a bunch of our lives there. Kelly's still there my family and, and myself come there all the time. And so that was important to us. And we wanted to give back and we wanted to be able to help folks out, especially around this holiday season. So we're going to be helping out about a hundred families, uh, you know, to, to provide with groceries or gas. We're giving away a bunch of gift cards uh, and could not do it without our friends over at Ingles. So KG, could you tell a little bit more about the initiatives and the people that we're working with? Yeah, for sure. And, and you'll see a lot about this on social media. If you want to click links and see these organizations' websites, please go to our Twitter, go to our Facebook, go to our YouTube, wherever you find us, there will be links. One of them is Clemson Community Care. They do an amazing job helping people kind of who, who need food, who need groceries, who need stuff to provide for their family for Christmas, people who just truly are in need in that area. Clemson Community Care is going to help them. So they're going to be handing out some gift cards that we are providing them in Ingles. The Dream Center is a really cool place. Again, go find the link. They help people get back on their feet by giving them classes, by equipping them. And then they earn points through those classes and can um, get goods and different things through the Dream Center, and especially with their Santa shop, which is really cool for Christmas. And then finally, Paw Pantry, which is Clemson University's food pantry where people can come, students specifically can come and get food that they need, especially graduate students who might have families and things like that. So we're just super excited to be partnering with those three organizations. And we're so thankful to Ingles for matching our donations so that we can make uh, an even bigger impact. And if you want to know more, if you're interested in giving to one of those places, especially if you live in the upstate, that would be awesome. Again, links all over the place. Go find them wherever you find us. And let's get to a quick message from Ingalls, Mac, and then we'll get to some football. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Mac, let's dive into some games. Let's start with a game that, you know, we're kind of doing, a, these are preliminary episodes because so much can change in the next week in college football with opt-outs, et cetera. But we have the Capital One Orange Bowl between 
Number five, Florida State. And number six, Georgia. Florida State, of course, 13-0, absolutely robbed. Georgia 12-1 with the one loss to Alabama in the SEC title game. This game is Saturday, December 30th, 4 p.m. on ESPN. Mac, let's just start here. Georgia opens as a 14-point favorite. Ooh-wee. What do you make of that? <laughs> uh, I think that's a big number. Uh, it's, it's a huge number. And, um, you know, it, it's really interesting. I think what we're going to try to do now, you know, Noel Nation, please bear with us, mm. is obviously we're ticked, right? And, and we're very sad and, and frustrated and don't think that it's, you know, right that you're in this situation. But, you know, we got a game to play, you know, and it's there. So, you know, I, I think kind of, you know, not turning the page in regards to forgetting about what happened, but mm-hmm. turning the page and looking forward to another opportunity that this team gets to have together and, and go out and play on a massive stage against who a lot of people are also mad about. You talk to any Georgia fan, they think that they should be in the, the college football playoffs. So really, th- this could be argued that this is a national championship caliber game, that this is a playoff caliber game. And, you know, what better way to prove uh, everybody wrong that you should have been in the college football playoff, that you could have been and won a national championship by beating Georgia, a team that was on a 29-game winning streak, a team that was absolutely blowing people out of the water um, and and came, you know, a couple of plays short and and was left out of that opportunity. So for me, KG, I look at that and I'm like, let's go. This is the best of the best. You know, we want to prove that. We want to show that we belong. This is a fantastic opportunity and so much momentum. Now, the interesting thing, kind of as you alluded to, you know, not not earlier in this episode, not knowing who all is going to play. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've kind of seen uh, Johnny Wilson has opted out. He's going to play in the Senior Bowl. He's going to the NFL draft, but he's not playing in this game, uh, which is a little bit interesting to me um, because of the quality opponent that you're playing against. And is there anybody else from both sides? I mean, it's 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 one of those things where where we are now, and I actually would like your thoughts on this too before we jump into a little bit of game talk. It's like if you if you don't get here or if you think you should be doing this, I'm not playing this game. I'm opting out. You know, and, mm-hmm. and to me, you know, I, I can't put myself in a first round draft pick shoes. I, I can't put myself in a draft pick shoes. I, I wasn't that guy. I didn't get that opportunity. And obviously a little bit of hindsight with that. Um, but I, I just couldn't imagine KG not going one more time with my guys. I couldn't imagine not playing. Uh, all the sacrifice that you make, all the hard work, all the hours. I mean, it's, you know, this too in basketball, there's so much that you put in to play one game. Like so many pra- football, there's five practices that lead into one game. A bowl game, mm-hmm. there's 30 pra- or 15 practices that lead to one game. Um, and not to mention camp, not to mention winter workouts, not to mention spring ball, summer, all that stuff. And so for me, and again, probably a bit of a, of a college football junkie and just love this and think how pure it is. I couldn't imagine not putting my helmet on, which is right behind me here, one last time. And, and again, I, I finished playing in a national championship. I, I finished playing. But regardless, any of those games that I played in, I couldn't imagine it being my choice to say, I'm good. I, I'm, right. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm going to move on. So that that is kind of heartbreaking to me to see it's such a norm now. And even – you know, my views, a bit of it have changed because I remember calling into the roar, talking about this when mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey did it. That's right. And I was losing my mind. I was just like, what is happening? 
this is crazy. And now it's like, oh, well, business decision. I get it. Uh, but personally, I'll never, I'll never understand. The view on it has changed so much. And you and I were talking about this a little bit before we went on air. Everything's changed. Everything has changed so much. Now, I can't personally relate because in basketball, you don't opt out of anything. There's nothing to opt out of. But, and I, I used to be very much like what you're saying, where I can't believe they're doing this. But, and maybe we've just gotten soft with everyone else back. But, you know, I think part of it is, whether it's TV networks or, or whoever, everybody has pushed down our throats that all that matters is the playoff. Yeah. So how do you expect these players and these kids to not think the same thing? Mm -hmm. Like you've been telling them that all the right. messaging, whether it's subtle or not, all that matters is the playoff. Who's in, right? Like who top four, whatever. And so I think that's also changed everything too. Mm -hmm. The feeling around it. The Orange Bowl used to be a huge deal, but that was back when we had, you know, four or five BCS bowls and right. all that. You didn't have a playoff. So I think the landscape has just changed a lot, Mac. And Johnny Wilson opting out, you know, I'm not, I'm not shocked. I, I'm really not shocked if any of these FSU guys opt out yeah. because their goal, what they thought they could achieve was taken from them. So it's just human nature to be like, and I think Johnny Wilson is playing in the college football playoff semifinal 100%. Right. But he's not right. playing in the Orange Bowl. And, yeah. and I think we all understand why. Let me so uh, we'll, let me pivot. Let me ask you this too. You, you bring that up there. And my dad brought this up to me, which it's it's funny. Oh, I, I love, know your dad cannot yeah, stand I love his perspective. Yeah, I, I love his perspective. <laughs> Number one is a defensive guy, uh, but also just a, a old school mentality, you know, kind of dude. Um, he said, okay, so so riddle me this. So Johnny isn't playing in the Orange Bowl, but he's playing in the senior bowl. Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. But the senior bowl, we know, Mac, we've been there. It's all about the practices. It's all about yeah. being in front of those coaching staffs yeah. and being in front of the scouts. It's why, a little why different. Aren't you, but why aren't you playing in the Orange Bowl? What's the point? Yeah. To not like get hurt, said, right? That's, your, playing, that's what you're thinking? Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but you said also playing a, such a great opponent. That can yeah. be – that's more film yeah. for you. I mean, this ain't it's the Idaho Potato Bowl, all right? No offense. It's the True. freaking Orange Bowl, man, against Georgia. True. So it's <gasps> – you know, it's a little wild to me, but hey. No, it is. It is what it is. It, it is. is. And I think the big question that Florida State fans are wondering is, will Jared Verse opt out? Will yeah. Keon Coleman opt out? Braden Fisk. I kind of feel like Keon Coleman, I'm not sure because, you know, he's only been at FSU for one year. Jared Verse specifically came back. He opted in for another year when he could have yeah. gone pro. Right. So you've done all that. You might as well play in this game. <laughs> and I think this defense really wants to prove a point as well. I get it a little more if you're Keon Coleman and even Johnny Wilson when you don't have Jordan Travis. And I right. mean, everyone's told you you're terrible without Jordan Travis, right? Right. Obviously joking. But I think the defensive guys might be a little more motivated. And Georgia on the other side, Mag, we get into the game, they've got some injury issues. Bowers mm -hmm. and McConkie, neither of them are healthy, fully healthy. They've got some time to get healthy, so we'll see. But I also saw a quote from Kirby Smart where he's not really worried about guys opting out. And I mm -hmm. haven't seen any big ones specifically yet. Interesting. So Interesting. Georgia, I we all remember the Sugar Bowl when they didn't make the playoff and then didn't seem to want to be at the Sugar Bowl and Texas beat them and Texas claimed they were back and of course they were not yet. Maybe Georgia's learned from that yeah. and could really use this as a springboard heading into next year. So I, I think most of Georgia's roster is going to play. Right. And, and again, it, it's obviously – 
fascinating to see that if they are or aren't, because you're talking about another team that all year long, the expectation and everything right. they seen was the playoff and was three P in this dynasty and rare air that nobody, or excuse me, very few teams are, are in. I think there's two, maybe one in the entire you know kind of history. Maybe not now that I'm talking about it. I need to go back and look at this. Uh, I know it. I know it's. Legendary. I'm pretty sure, Mac. I'm pretty sure it was like Minnesota in the 30s or something. <laughs> right. That won three straight. Should we count those anymore? I, I no. have thoughts on that too no. before kind of BCS era. And when there's like five people that claim the natty that year, like awesome. Good job. That's no, that's great. Cr- I mean, frankly, Mac, if we want to be serious, if it's pre-integration, like I'm not. Exactly. hundred percent. I agree. We're not. Um, and, and so that that's going to be fascinating to me, right? Like will Georgia – not have anybody play. Well, Bowers, play. I mean, why would he? You know, if he's hurt, if he's banged up at mm-hmm. all, you know, he's looked at as a, as a top 15 pick, a top 10 pick maybe. You know, what does he gain from it? So it is going to be interesting, KG, just on both sides, who, who's there, who doesn't play, who does play. But I, I do love the fact of what you brought up there about the defensive guys, specifically on that defensive line. Braden Fisk uh, and mm-hmm. our guy Jared Verse. Like, where are they on the boards right now? And how much can a dominant performance against Georgia the last three games, okay, versus Florida, who SEC team, everybody's going to grade that differently, a Louisville team that had the Jacobs Blocker Award winner, best offensive lineman in the ACC, and then this Georgia team that had, I believe, a a Joe Moore finalist or was a Joe Moore finalist um, for that. I mean, that's – fantastic tape. I mean, to, for me, if Jared Verse does what he's done the last two games in this game, I mean, he's talking about solidifying himself as a top 15 pick. And how important is that to you? Um, mm-hmm. So I am fascinated and would love to see that, obviously, uh, because I think both those guys, Fisk and, and Verse, are, are going to be dominant You know, in these months to come when you talk about combine and skill set and all these different things that we're going to see from them. Um, so that's a matchup I can't wait to see. Uh, and, and then, like you said, just injuries. Who's available? Who's going to go? You talk about the matchups, you know, this isn't really your your typical Georgia team that's going to run it, you know, for 200-plus yards a game. I mean, they have a much better passer um, that, that's really been able to sling it all over the yard. And then a, a Florida State team that obviously the defense has been elite um, and, and certainly stepped up. But who are they going to be offensively? How creative are they right. going to be? Are we going to see progress from the quarterback position or – things that I'm hearing, DJU is the next quarterback at Florida State. And a lot of rumors flying there, which, you know, obviously I think he's very talented. Go back and look at all the things that we've said, but that doesn't really fit what they do, right? Like they need a they need a mobile guy that can, you know, orchestrate and be exciting. And, you know, I think he needs more of a pro-style type offense. So it's going to be fascinating to see what what Florida State does and will do at the quarterback position. And what do you do if you're Tate Rotomaker and they're bringing in – a guy like DG, DJU, if that happens, yeah. yeah. what do you do? I, I guess yeah. you're even more motivated sure. for the Orange Bowl, theoretically. That, that would be so crazy. I think DJU fits better at Louisville, actually. I saw, mm. I think I like Louisville that. and Florida State are two of the finalists. And I will say this, Mac. My first reaction when I saw DJU was transferring was like, really, again? But then I thought about it, and his coach left at Oregon State, yeah. and Oregon State literally doesn't have a conference anymore. They're nowhere. No so once I thought about it, I was like, well, okay, I totally get it. Like, why would you say that? So anyway, just, you know, it's good to kind of think about all the factors in a situation right. before that's you right. start spewing off mean tweets. But yeah, that's, that's the real question with this game, Mac, is what the heck does this Florida State offense look like? Yeah. And I know they're going to be extremely motivated to prove, you know, they're the reason that FSU got left out. 
but no Johnny Wilson. And if there's no Keon Coleman, then it's it's kind of not fair to judge this offense, especially for a young guy like Rotomaker. If he doesn't have those two, right, that's going to be really difficult. Can some other guys step up? But, you know, when you look at Georgia minus 14, that's my biggest question is, what does this offense look like? Mm-hmm. And can it look better than it did against Florida? Because if this offense looks like it did against Florida, I think you are probably losing by 14. Mm. But with a month to prepare and with Rotomaker back, depending on yeah. which weapons are there, can you put something together? I, it's just, it, it's fascinating to me because I do, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, a couple of games here and, and, you know, 27 points against Auburn, 24 against South Carolina, uh, 24 against Alabama, 30 against Georgia Tech. I mean, th- th- I just mentioned all of all those teams, obviously Bama being the best. I mean, Florida that, State's defense the is SEC better than gauntlet that. for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I, I think that's a big number. I think it's a disrespectful number. I think it's a big number. Um, I mean, obviously, you're right. It, it matters who's playing in the game um, for both teams. If, if Georgia has everybody in their full strength and FSU has half their stars, then maybe right. maybe take the more than that. You know, you know, be confident in that Georgia pick. So more to come. Um, I'm obviously yeah. leaning the Knowles uh, again with the limited information that we have as we're recording this. But well, it'll be interesting. And just how that line moves with more information that we get on who is and isn't playing. Mac, let's get into the rest of these games we have for today's episode. How about the Pop-Tarts Bowl? For, first of all, why do we got to be naming these bowls the most ridiculous names? You can't proudly tell your grandchildren yeah, son, I won the Pop-Tarts Bowl in yeah. 2023. Like, yeah. oh, it's it's going to be hard for grandfathers down the line, okay? I, I do wish it was like, like you know, some of these teams have it right. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The fin, it's the right. Fenway Right, it's still, you know, the, yes. The, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. It's the Gator Bowl. You know, whatever it is. Pop-Tarts Bowl is Pop-Tarts. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's, it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl that well, was, it was the Cheez-It the Bowl. Cheez-It bowl. That was the Camping World Stadium Bowl. That was the Citrus Russell the Athletic Citrus bowl? bowl. Maybe there's a lot. There's a lot of things that it's been. I wish it would stay something. Uh, but more important, I have way more important question than that. Uh, <laughs> favorite Pop Tart flavor? Oh, uh, brown sugar. Easy. Okay. Easy. <sighs> you and Kelsey Riggs, I guess, just hang out way too much. Is that? I was too? disappointed in her answer, and I'm disappointed in your answer. So, you know, it's kind of who you guys are. What though. is it's yours? Kinda, you know. Boring, plain, you know, just who you are. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yours? I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I, I like, you know, the different fruits. I like the, uh, you know, they have a great, you know, kind of cookie sundae that's really good. Okay. Here's um, the thing. I've never tried any of those. Yeah. Well, that, you know, okay. that's interesting too. That's this is going to sound bad. I'm not sure I've ever had a Pop-Tart besides the brown sugar. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say ever. Um, really, you should expand your horizons. I don't know. The brown sugar is so solid, though. Well, here's the deal. Here's what you do with the Sunday one. You you freeze it, and then what? you eat it cold. It's so good. It's so good. It's just like a little pastry. I have not had a Pop-Tart pastry. since I was pregnant, and I was very into the brown sugar <laughs> one. wasn't that long ago. It wasn't far along. In, that's true. In the airport at like 5 a.m. going to catch my 6 a.m. flight in that's, Bradley that's Hartford Jacob, International. That's, that's what Jacob was being fueled by. That's right. That's why he's so large. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Uh, we'll work on that Pop-Tart Bowl. If you're listening, you want to send some product, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll hook KG up. We'll get her going. I'll try it out. Get her going. I don't discriminate. <laughs> Mac, this Pop-Tart Bowl is Thursday, December 28th, 5.45 p.m. on ESPN. Number 18, NC State, 9-3, and three, versus number 25, Kansas State, 8-4. and four. Kansas State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I was very surprised to see K-State as a favorite here, Mac. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, so I've, many things are going on. They have a bunch of opt-outs. Yeah. Will Howard is in the portal. Treshawn Ward, former mm-hmm. Florida State running back, is opting out. Phillip Brooks, leading receiver, is opting out. Nate Matlack is opting out, has four sacks. Will Lee, and then Colin Klein is now yeah, the offensive coordinator at A&M. He opted out. So what? I mean, okay, yeah. K-State's backup is Avery Johnson. He's thrown 35 passes all year. But nice. in his limited appearances, he's been very good. Sure. But that is so confusing to me why K-State is favored in this esteemed Pop-Tart Bowl. And I, I, we probably you know, need a little educational tip. So if you're in the comments and you're hearing our kind of confusion here and you, you can educate us, did these lines come out like day of and they haven't moved? Like they're untouched until you know stuff no, happens? Until we, no. This is moving. Vegas this will moving always take your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Vegas, you, you missed this one. This is bad. You know, NC State yeah, is going to steamroll these guys, especially with everything that they don't have um, and everything that NC State does have. Uh, so I'm, I don't know. I, I don't understand that at all. Everything you just mentioned there to me is a lot of backups, a lot of guys that have not had significant, you know, game time experience going against this very aggressive, very hungry for their 10th win defense yeah. led by the best defensive player in the country in Peyton Wilson, who I everything I've seen he's playing. Um, yeah, TBD, but I think good, so. good luck, you know, bet, bet the, bet the money, bet the house on NC state here. I, I said that once before I lost, so maybe don't listen to me again, but makes a lot of sense to me. I, I'm rocking with NC state here. KG. I really hope I'm not wrong on the lines, but I'm assuming Vegas <laughs> will always take your money. Like I'm confused, Yeah, but yeah. you're right. This line seems like a line that came out right when the bowl was announced mm-hmm. and before Will Howard was transferring and all that. So it's it's very odd. Plus, K-State is coming off a loss at home to Iowa State where they gave up 258 rushing yards. Nice. That's what cool. is NC State going to do with that? It, there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason in my mind to not take NC State here. Right. The only thing I can think of is that NC State absolutely laid an egg in their bowl last year in the Dukes-Mayo mm-hmm. Bowl and looked terrible. But I don't see how that pertains to this. Brennan Armstrong's going to be incredibly motivated his last college game. You've got Casey Concepcion, ACC freshman of the year. And you've got Peyton Wilson, who as of now we think is playing. Yeah. So this is silly. Yeah. Bet all of I, your pop tarts so on NC so State. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And and again, Coach Dave Doran going to be extremely motivated. Everybody yeah. on the staff extremely motivated for that 10th win. I mean, that, that's important. That's important. So I, I'm not sure – where Vegas is going. We'll dive into this one more as, as we get closer. That, that's a little interesting to me. That's the biggest no-brainer for me. But again, I don't if if we're missing something. <laughs> hey, what do we know? You know, us. what do we know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right. The military bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Again, that's how it should be, right? Yes. The citrus yes. bowl presented by Pop Tarts. Whatever. <laughs> the military bowl is Wednesday, December 27th, 2 p.m. on ESPN. Virginia Tech, six and six versus Tulane, eleven and two. Virginia Tech opens as a seven and a half point favorite. Now, Tulane's head coach, Willie Fritz, is now the head coach at Houston. So he has left. And Tulane's leading receiver has opted out of this game. Tulane's also coming off a really tough American Conference Championship to SMU where they looked really bad and got blown out. Pony up, baby. Pony up. And they only had 31 rushing yards in that game. So, you know, Virginia Tech has struggled at times to stop the run, but it doesn't really feel like Tulane's going to be an issue necessarily with that. Um, they do have a very good running back, but he was very much limited against SMU. And you talk about motivation. I know Tulane's going to be motivated to get a 12th win. That would be very impressive mm. to beat a Power 5 team. But Virginia Tech, 
they've waited for, for a long time to go bowling. Right. This is what their first bowl. They haven't won a bowl since 2016. Crazy. I've seen the Virginia Tech fans on my timeline so excited about this game, Mac. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're jacked up. And, and the other interesting thing to me is, does Michael Pratt play? You know, is, is, mm-hmm. is he going to opt out? You know, he was a guy that, you know, I think dealt with some injuries and, and back and forth and really didn't, didn't finish the season, you know, like I, I think he wants to, being a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be a nice draft pick. And, and does he go on to the next level? Does he hop in the transfer portal? Um, will be fascinating to see there. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's a difference maker for that team. And, and if he's not there, okay, th- this has got really interesting now, especially for the Hokies and being able to cover that line. I think the exciting thing is, and it, this is another thing, KG, we, we've talked about all these things that are like pet peeves to me. Here's two more for you. Number okay. one, if you are a fourth, fifth, sixth year, no more eligibility, it's all done guy. And you announce that you're going to the NFL draft. Where else, what else are you going to do? You're out of time. Like, we know. We know. Uh, so that's one. The second one is, like, everybody announcing I'm back. Like, I'm coming back. Like Yes. Oh, again, that's been driving where else me you insane. Gonna go? Where else are you going to go? What You're going to transfer again? Like, you're going to sit out? You're, going to the, you're not going to the NFL? You know, what are you doing? It's like everybody has to do something and say yes. something and write these oh. love letters and all this stuff. It's so frustrating. But anyway. Also, um, why do the letters have to be so long? So like, long. I'm not reading, reading that. that. I'm trying to skim, like, fine, okay, is this NFL draft? Is this transfer? Are we coming back? Like, like what is it? I'm trying to skim. Can you just quick. give me a two-sentence <laughs> tweet, please? First and foremost, I will yeah, forever first and be. Foremost. I will forever. I'm picking on DJU. I'm so sorry. I will forever be a beaver. Bro, you were a beaver for four months. Like, you ain't forever a beaver. Like, well, it's okay. Okay, here's the thing, too. And this is something that our generation and Gen Z does. Poorly, Shout out, right? DJ, bro. You're my guy. Love you, dog. You put out all this stuff on social media. Like, if you are internally yeah. grateful to Coach Johnson, text Coach Johnson. Exactly. Coach Johnson I ain't don't on know IG. Coach Johnson. He's not on IG. He's not on there. No, and he's probably not on Instagram. Okay, continue, man. I agree. Anyway, you sound so old. I just, yeah, we do. But it's so true. I can't stand it. Um, but anyway, so lo- looking at the Virginia Tech side, I, th- I think you're excited about the uh, you know, comp- continued b- building momentum. Uh, I spoke yeah. with Coach Pry a, a week or so ago and, and kind of asked him that. You know, how important are these practices? He said it's vital. You know, we're, we're growing as a team. We're figuring out and continuing to build as a team and, and this culture and who we are and what we want to do. And, you know, so that's why this whole thing, I mean, this is applicable to every team here, most teams, some more than others. I think Virginia tech is one of those teams where it's just like, man, here we go. Here's a big step. Clemson, yeah. Virginia tech, Georgia tech to me are three teams that will mm. drastically improve and need this bowl season from a practice standpoint and figuring out just who they are. And uh, you know, I, I think that's continuing you know, to grow on that, Kyron Drones, I mean, what a, a just, you know, revelation he has been since he got the starting rod and, and you know, kind of took a dip and got back into it, finished the season really strong. Obviously, that Virginia game, the last time that we saw them. And here, an, an amazing opportunity against a, a, an 11-win team to go out there and get a big dub. I think you're right with that, Matt. Clemson, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, three teams yeah. that can probably gain the most from this bowl mm-hmm. season. That's really, really mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, two more in this episode here, Mac. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Thursday, December 28th, ESPN 2, 15 p.m. ACC member Rutgers, 6-6 six and six versus ACC member Miami, 7-5. and five. Miami's a two-point favorite. Mac, this game of the ACC games as of now has the lowest total at 41.5. Mm. Gross. Miami's opt-outs, 
Tyler Van Dyke, James Williams, Cameron Kitchens, Jafari Harvey, Corey Flagg, Leonard Taylor so far. And here's my question, Mac. Who is Miami's quarterback? Because old boy Williams is hurt. Here are the guys listed. I saw it. His arm was messed up. Here are the guys listed on their website. Jacurry Brown, who we saw That's last year. That's the guy. Sophomore. That's our guy. Has not be thrown the guy. a pass. Has not thrown a pass this year. Has not thrown a pass this year, though. But I'm assuming he'll be the guy. But we also have, just in case you're wondering, <laughs> Aristitis Angelo Jr., okay. freshman. Ripley Luna, freshman. Joe Borchers, freshman. Jaden George, fifth-year senior. Quarterbacks on Miami's roster. I like Jaden. So, I like Jaden out of all those guys. Obviously okay. has experience. What about Ja'Curry Brown, though? No, Ja'Curry's a guy. He's definitely I feel the guy. Like he, yeah. Um, I think coach might have already said that, uh, but he's going to be the guy. And whether, okay. okay, is he is he using this performance to for film and to, to right? go somewhere else, whatever it is. I mean, this is a weird world that we're in uh, right now. I mean, I've seen <sighs> all these. I follow a lot of Miami people. I, sometimes I question mm. why, um, you know, because I just see so much stuff. And oddly enough, a lot of NFL people that cover the Dolphins, I don't know why I follow them. I don't know why mm. they follow me. But here we are uh, in this world where I see Miami everything all the time on my timeline. I need to get out of that. Uh, I, I need a, our guy to fix my X uh, timeline there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there's a lot of stuff wrong with X right now. Um, <laughs> J- or Colby Young not playing as well. He's in oh, the pool. One. He's out. Uh, you know, so so a lot of these guys, uh, it's going to be a very different looking Is team. Restrepo playing? And I don't know. I, I hope he does because like he's like TV. seven. I think he's seven yards away from something, either the all-time – receiver in regards to catches or yards, something, he's close. So just do that and then don't play the rest of the game, whatever you want to do. Um, don't do that. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Miami, very active, it seems like, in the quarterback transfer market. So, right. so you know, who how, are they going to go do you, get? What, what do you do, do if you're like Brown or George and then you know your team's going no. after a quarterback, but you got to go get prepared for this game? It's so messed up. It's a it's weird so world. Up. I worry it's about weird. Miami in this game. I'm a little why, worried. Why wouldn't you? I mean, who the heck yeah. is playing? I, I, you know, are they just – honestly, at the end of the day, um, just run the ball. I mean, get get Restrepo his yes. yards, his catches, whatever it is. If it's like a number of catches or yards, make sure that happens. But also run it 50 times in this game. Give it to and like, Parrish. Let's lean on the big offensive line. Yeah. Let's see what those guys can do. Parrish might be in the transfer portal too. I'm not sure. Wait, um, what? Maybe he left. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Maybe it was Cheney. I can't keep Somebody's up. leaving. Somebody's leaving. There's there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of change. Oh my god. <laughs> this is crazy. That's why it's okay, hard to well, do this stuff. Like we're doing a show later to, tonight and I'm just like, I don't know who's playing. What the heck are we mm-hmm. going to talk about? I don't know. Well, it's just going to be this. It's going to be this all over again. With our specific game previews which are coming, we're trying to wait as long as possible to do them. So we'll have more when we do our specific uh Pinstripe Bowl preview, Hopefully. but Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, two more. I said two more already. Two more I meant. That's what I meant in this episode. The roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, hmm. Thursday, December 21st, 8 p.m. ESPN, Syracuse 6-6 six and six versus South Florida. 6-6. Six hmm. six. Syracuse a three-and-a-half point favorite. 60-and-a-half is the total. Whoa. No Dino Babers. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Mainly because I, I think Vegas doesn't believe in either of these teams' defenses. South Florida's defense has struggled. Syracuse's defense has struggled at times. Mm. Garrett Schrader, I'm assuming he's playing. It's kind of like a Brennan Armstrong situation for him. Right. And um, speaking of our guy, Jake, who we shouted out earlier, I saw this stat from him. Syracuse is 5-0 and this season when Garrett mm. Schrader has a rushing touchdown, 1-5 when he does not. 
if he plays, I feel pretty good about Syracuse here. Right. And, Mac, there is some motivation. You're trying to impress new head coach Fran Brown, by the way, the new hire. 100%. And you're trying to put some stuff on film that he's going to watch, and, of course, he's going to be at the game. So you have that motivation if you're a Syracuse player. That, that's, that's really kind of how I'm approaching this game, if, if I'm playing for Syracuse. This is an audition, okay, for Coach Brown coming in here, which he had an awesome press conference, KG. I don't know if you saw yeah. it, but he said, I'm good. You know, my, my daughter is however He's like, I'm old, not leaving. And when she gets 13 or 14, that's when I'm hanging it up and I'm going to spend time with her. But until that, I'm here if you want me. And I was like, dang, that's cool. cool also, yeah. hope you're not lying. I hope that's the truth. We'll see. We'll touch on that <laughs> later. We'll play it back. Uh, but I'm excited yeah, for him seriously. to be at Syracuse. Obviously, you know, kind of a, a New Jersey guy, uh, you know, been around the block up there, been a great recruiter. Um, and, you know, you know, being in that pedigree with Georgia, seeing how it's done, best of the best. Uh, you know, bring that into the ACC. Let's go. I love it. I love the energy. I love the excitement. Uh, I love how committed he says he is to the program. Um, and we'll see. So that's my mindset. If I'm a player, I'm, I'm saying, hey, this is 100% a fresh start. And in this game alone, I can get a leg up on X, whether that's a transfer, a freshman coming in, whatever it is, a guy in my room, uh, and, and I'm fighting for this spot and we're all on the equal playing field. So I'm excited to see that. Well, game-wise, I mean, we'll see what it looks like. This offense has had to be so creative, um, which is tough, you know, when you're in that type of situation where, number one, you, you started off with some really good wide receivers, and they all got hurt, and everybody, yeah. you know, is, is hardly able to go. Then your quarterback can barely throw a forward pass because he's injured and just sacrificing his body for the last two years. Uh, and, and so you're in a tough spot. Now, does he heal up, and does he give, you know, one more go-round? Awesome. Uh, but if not, he played well against Wake. Yeah, if not, it's the Dan Valari show, and let's go start the Heisman mm-hmm. campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it started in the Boca Raton Bowl, sponsored by RoofClaim.com. Shout out RoofClaim. Heck, yeah, shout out RoofClaim. Okay, our last game here in this episode is the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Thursday, okay. December twenty eighth, ESPN eleven a.m. I'm actually very interested in this game. Number twenty four SMU, eleven and two American champs playing six and six Boston College. SMU is a 10.5-point favorite. This game is being played in Fenway Park, Park. which is exciting, (laughs) which is actually where Boston College played its home games from 1936 to 1945 and from 1953 to 1956, which is kind of cool, Mac. How the heck did you know that? Um, I saw it in in your boys' notes. (laughs) And these two schools will play in Dallas next year in an ACC game. I like that. Which is also very interesting. SMU is feeling very good about themselves winning the American. BC is not just getting blown out by Miami. And as of now, I haven't seen super significant opt-outs. Will Christian Mahogany play? I mean, that's a good right. question. He's right. a massive NFL stock. Is Thomas Castellanos still there? I mean, we haven't mm-hmm. heard he's not. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it depends on that for BC. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, you know, Stone for for SMU is is out for the season. And that's their guy. Right. And, and he did so great through for – you know, 3,200 yards, a bunch of touchdowns, nearly 30 touchdowns, and, and they had to look different. But, hey, they won. They found a way. And I, I think that's really important. You know, just a team fighting for a championship uh, against another team that just got done playing in a New Year's Six game last mm-hmm. year. You know, so so what are those, those guys, you know, able to do there? So it's going to be interesting, you know, just to see what does the team look like, how do they function, and then against a, a Boston College team that, you know, started off, you know, had that middle run where they won five or so in a row and they got bowling. And then it was kind of like, what, what happened? 
You know, where's everybody yeah. else? You were so exciting. And then the finish was just brutal, especially that Miami game um, where you thought the Hurricanes were going to come to town. It's going to be cold. It's up north. Nobody wants to play. It's after Thanksgiving, Friday. And they got steamrolled. I mean, Miami looked great. I thought Boston College was really going to take advantage of that. They did not. Um, so similar thing, who plays, who doesn't play. But I feel really good about SMU. And I think this is kind of a, hey, we're here to win right now type yeah. of game for them in the ACC, in this league. And uh, I, I'm excited. I've said this publicly a million times. I'm very excited about SMU coming to the ACC. And I think they obviously have a nice opportunity here to make some noise. You and I have always been on the same page about that, about SMU joining Rhett Lashley, who's been at Miami, who's a very exciting up-and-coming coach. They yeah. just gave him an extension. They're paying him like a like a big boy coach. And we know that money is no object <laughs> over there at uh, Southern Methodist University. But yeah, I think that game, this game is really sneaky interesting, especially sure. if Castellanos plays and we can yeah. get him there. I think the committee, they almost FSU'd SMU. I know SMU was not undefeated, but... They said, you're missing your starting quarterback. We're not going to put you in a New Year's No, 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 no. Uh, know, okay, sure. That's the political way. They say, oh, you're in the ACC. Oh, well, here's what we do to them. Watch this. Oh, oh God. In favor of Liberty, the, though, who wasn't in the, favor of Alabama. Who is, who is the chairman? Was, who, what was that? The ACC? Guy? Yeah, yeah. Weird. We don't need to talk about that. But I think SMU will be very motivated. He doesn't have like anything to do with Mac. it. I'm just aggravated. I'm just upset. No. Still, still mad. I feel like before we say something that's going to get us in trouble, we should get out of here, Mac. (laughs) All right, we're gone. Part one, part two, coming Wednesday. We're going to break the rest of these bowl games down to a little headliner, a little, you know, top of the line, give us your thoughts, then we'll dive into them. So appreciate you guys tuning in. KG's right. We got to go. We got to get out of here before I just get an email or a phone call. Uh, But appreciate you guys tuning in. A lot of fun. Uh, You know, bowl season is about to be in the thick of it. We got a lot of great matchups, a lot of great teams. Appreciate you guys come join this journey. You can see my ridiculous backgrounds that I do on PowerPoint uh, to get in the holiday season. I have this retro Ingle sign, KG. I found that looks this legit, man. I found a still picture and then went in and did like highlighter things on PowerPoint. It took way longer than I, than I should tell you about. <laughs> it was embarrassing, but it looks kind of cool. And I need to really it find this cool. sign and like get it in the studio. So Mel, if you're watching, hook me up. Uh, but we also need you guys to go to YouTube. Uh, jump on the channel, subscribe, leave some comments. We love hearing it in the chats. This last episode was popping. Uh, there's so many people getting kind of their Wild. opinion and, and thoughts and feelings uh, in there, which is important. It's a safe space uh, yep, for, for yep. some people, not not others. Some not welcome there. Uh, but also the, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.